0: This is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, and that's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. This is Mike BB from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live
1: every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boyd, Richard Latta, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We're yeah. going tell her how it is. We're gonna shoot from the hip. Wow. If they putting out trash, we're gonna rip from the biz. Make sure that you join us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend now. let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sport. Welcome to One
0: Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. Thank you
2: for listening. Social, social BWB, what's
1: up? Welcome to the January 7th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man?
0: Not too much Just ready to talk about the the Tokyo Dome.
1: The Tokyo Dome, indeed. So, um, the uh, the other day was Wrestle Kingdom 12, uh, the most anticipated event of the year for New Japan Pro Wrestling. After a legendary uh, 2017 year, this was kind of like the icing on the cake for it. Uh, James, what were your overall thoughts on the show?
0: Um, full disclosure, I I sort of cherry picked uh, the matches. I think there are probably three or four matches I, I did not watch. But um, the top matches, I thought they all, um, aside from maybe uh, the the Tanahashi match, I think they pretty much all um, achieved what they were what they were um, what they were going for. I think, I think you know, I th- what do we have? Uh, between the Cody match, the Omega match, the Okada match, um, the 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 uh, four way for the um, light heavyweight title. I think you have four matches that are all four stars or better there so um is you know did any of them break the break the melser scale again and go for six stars no but I think um I think you know given the pressure that was put on this card I think it, I think it lived up to the hype
1: yeah, man, um I was definitely like um you know, enjoying the show for all the way from the new Japan Rumble. I watched like the New Year I watched the entire Wrestle Kingdom show, then watched New Year's Dash after it. So it was a full day of wrestling for me yesterday. Uh and I am ready to talk about all of it. Um I-, I definitely enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I don't think it was on the legendary level of Wrestle Kingdom eleven. That being said, it is still probably an all time great card. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. I found it much more in the vein of Wrestle Kingdom ten rather than Wrestle Kingdom nine or eleven. So maybe they're on a, a odd year legendary streak. But um, I
0: was just I was I was just about to say I don't think it's on par with nine either.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, let's get to it um, straight from the uh, the last match of the night. Uh, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeated Tetsuya Naito uh, for the and he retained the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. James. The first question I'm going to ask you, who let Okada wear those pants, bruh?
0: Well, obviously the answer is Ghetto. That's, that's Ghetto's fault. And you know why? Because that man can't ever see nothing. That's his fault. If you lift, if you lift up the band and you see the atrocity that is, these extra 80% of pants that no one ever asked o, o, Okada for. And that's what we ended up with.
2: That's yeah. what we ended up. Yeah, lo- man.
0: He looked... You know, like on you know, like the face cards, like the king and the queen and, uh, and the jack, and uh <laughs> on on uh, playing cards. Yeah, you know, that they wear like a whole bunch of multi pattern shit, and, and none of it actually makes any sense. Like, why would anybody actually wear this? Like, that's what Okada's pants, like they're made of. They look like they're made out of the same joints that like Jackson and Kings and Queens be wearing, yeah, except. Bro. Instead of it being like yellow and red and gold and white, it was purple and red and silver and gold and black. Like, Bruh. this man matching five colors looking like, looking like an Air Jordan airway after like
1: 2008. Bruh, I think Okada needs to just stick with the black and gold and the, in the short joints. Um, because I don't know who told him this was cool. Uh, and apparently this has kind of become a divisive thing online. Like, either you're down with the pants or you're not. Um, if you are down with those pants, let us know why. Um, <laughs> because I don't yeah. get it. Um, I, I thought he kind of looked like uh, Fandango. Uh, Josh said he looked like the <laughs> Disco Inferno. Um, oh it, it, and the pants like were just like... It was really, like, jarring. Like, now, if this is, like, a one-time thing for Wrestle Kingdom, okay, whatever. And then he wore it the next night on New Year's Dash, cool. Like, he wanted to wear some new gear, try something out for a big show. I'm fine with that. But these pants better not ever come back, bro, or I'm going to have a major, like, problem with this.
0: You know, my You know my biggest issue with the pants are, and, I'm like, I'm, just for the record, just to state for the, uh, for, uh, the account, uh, I do not... Hate these pants, or think they're like the worst thing ever. Like much like the same thing when, um, SummerSlam 2016, when the crowd completely like takes away from uh, Rollins, Balor, because they want to shit shit on a belt. Like I did not hate these pants that much. I I just thought they they look they look ugly, and that's it. That's all I really have to say about it. But yeah. you know me, I gotta get jokes off.
1: Right. But right. That's what we're here for.
0: Ultimately, I'm looking at the pants, and I thought to myself, these pants would be perfectly fine. If they were just like in the style of his typical shorts, like if you just kept the short if you cut yeah. off the legs, like yep. like their shorts or whatever, like they're you know cut off. This man's wearing bell bottoms like, out here. Yeah, it, it was just you know I said to you when I saw like I think I think maybe the situation was they couldn't make him form fitting because that material won't stretch or something or it'll tear or he just he wouldn't have mobility or whatever else. And if that's the case, fine. But like if that's the case, then, like. Go with the shorts. Leave the pants. Leave that to leave that to
1: you know somebody else to figure it out. Uh, so so what do you, what do you think of this uh, decision to, to, for Okada to retain the title? Because this seems to be uh, pretty controversial. Uh, everyone you know kind of felt like it was Naito's time. I predicted a Naito victory, but um, yeah, it, has New Japan earned the right to uh, to do this and then not be questioned for it? Because if this was WWE and it was like a guy that people were calling the hottest star and you beat him. Uh, what you know I, I think there would be like you know some a fire going off but this might be the best example of that thing we call insurance um uh, with new japan so like with naito like you know like what did you think about this um whole deal
0: well well, well first things first i think only this podcast would, would start off the 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 main event of the of the tokyo dome and then start with talking about somebody's pants and some fashion yes. hashtag fashion yes. as opposed to talking about like the decision which is one you know one of the biggest decisions in like this year and all of pro wrestling yeah yeah I um priorities okay so when I saw it I, I came from a different day. when I first saw it I saw I was on Twitter just scrolling through looking at stuff and like avoiding everything that said Russell or that was around Russell Kingdom on my timeline um the morning of January fourth. Uh, so then, and I, and I did pretty good. I avoided every single spoiler except for one thing. I saw a picture. I don't know if you remember this, but after the match, after he hits the uh, the rainmaker to put away uh, Naito,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okada g- link goes over face forward
2: uh-huh. in
0: a in, in a prone position, and like it looks like he's knocked out cold. So somebody had a picture that I scroll around on my timeline. Also, I see somebody have a picture of him. Face on the floor, I'm thinking, oh my god, Naito knocked this dude out. <laughs> so, I thought, so I came to the match thinking, like, okay, well, I already know who won. Like, this, right, you know, if you're gonna put a dude over strong, fine. Like, they can always be having a rematch they bust each other a bunch of times already, anyway. That's fine, cool, whatever. Yeah. So, like, I'm watching the match and I'm thinking, like, where is this blow coming where it's like some gigantic knockout thing? And it never comes and Okada wins. I'm thinking, oh, okay. He basically fell, fell down face forward due to exhaustion. Okay. But for me, I I, also, I was really surprised by uh, Naito retaining the title. I thought that they would have. I'm sorry, with uh, Okada. Okada retaining the title, I really thought that they would have won Naito um, as a new champion um, because he's so hot. Uh, the crowd was dying for him to win. Um, even while he's doing healish things, he's spitting on Okada, and they're still going for him. Um, I mean, this is one of those. This is one of those situations where credibility means a lot. You know, this was if this is a company with a bad track rec- record, or, or a company that does not protect their championship, we w- we will think this is bad. Um, like I'm trying to think, like I think over six years, it's only been four champions, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like we're on, a, we're you know they're pretty. I mean, I'm, so I'm sure it will be seven when you get. A, well, I'm sure Mega will become champion um, over the next two years or so. But they protected this belt. Um, they, you know, Okada. They has put it on the line uh, and represented that belt as, as well as any I can imagine anyone possibly being able to do. Um, so if that's where you want to go, I would I, have I did this title switch, but that's it's not my company. And like they, they build up so much credibility. So it's almost like yeah, they could have done this, but like let's see what they do.
1: And I think the the biggest thing to remember with this is under. Every circumstance possible They are trying to get it in everyone's head That this guy Is He's the greatest wrestler to ever live Like he's going to turn back all your favorites He's going to be the guy that is just going to dominate And A a strange parallel existed And and this um, actually came up between me, Josh, and Jeremy I was like man Think about this Okada's main eventing his fourth consecutive Wrestle Kingdom right now right? And no one's mad about it Yep This is like (laughs) such a strong antithesis (laughs) to uh, what's going on uh, in WWE at the moment. And I think Okada is a guy that they took a risk on when he was, you know, when no one knew, you know, what he could be. And they decided that, you know, he can do it. And he immediately from day one just became the man. And. If they're going yeah. to ride that guy that they've had, you know, four years of success with, and who's only thirty years old, I mean, Naito's like thirty-four, maybe thirty-five. Uh, Omega's like the same age as Naito. Uh, if they want to stick with this guy that's younger, like I don't have an issue with that. And the fact like he's already now like the longest reigning IWG uh, GP heavyweight champion ever, uh, it makes you think like now after he beats uh, Naito, it's like you never like you have no idea when he's going to lose the belt now because everyone's kind of circling the ter- Tokyo Dome like yeah that's when he's going to come off it but um as we are seeing the ace typically doesn't lose in the dome and uh, i don't i don't know how i talk myself into thinking otherwise uh before beforehand well,
0: um yeah i think i think a lot of it is um when you, when you just suppose when you just compare it and just suppose both both companies i think the main thing is Like New Japan listens to their what their fan base wants. So, and the perfect example is after Daniel Bryan comes back in 2015 uh, for the Royal Rumble, and they have that match, uh, and they do the whole thing where they're putting them together or whatever else. Like, there's no fan vote to see if uh, if uh, Roman Reigns should be moved down the card and and whatever else, and then they try over. And then they start him over, or he goes in exile in Mexico and comes back. There's none of that. It's just, oh, we have controversy. All right, we are gonna do what we want anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's not the same. It's not the same thing at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's and, uh, granted,
0: and this is the thing. If they had, if they had tried if they had tried this or whatever, and I'm um, started over. Like, you can imagine, um, like how hot Roman Reigns would be right now if he had got a chance to turn heel and then like been the most hated guy in the company and they had a chance to like earn it back. You know how much we would love how much we would like possibly love this dude by now. Yes. And it's been it's been like 4 years.
1: Uh, a couple of comments. Four years. I I didn't see him pop up in the uh, in my phone where we're going live from this. So excuse me if we don't see him but I do have the laptop up. Miguel Capellán says it's smart of New Japan for him keeping the belt. He's the Cena of New Japan. I think Tanahashi's more the Cena, but this guy's yep. like he's another level like like imagine if it worked he, out like imagine if it worked out when they wanted to um you know if everyone was just like kind of cool with um this with roman reigns you know taking over for him
0: uh i wouldn't even say this here's a perfect example if they had if they had never if they never had triple h or whatever else Barry Randy rainy or if rainy Orton uh, came through and gave a fuck all the time that's what that's what okada is for new japan
1: uh, uh- Howard said James is right about the pants thing opening in the show, of course you know one nation radio <laughs> we we do things a little bit different over here <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> because we, ha- we have
1: all these jokes um uh, r- ready and and uh to ready to unload on y'all but um yeah i
0: what you think made those uh Niche or peli peli
1: I, I think you gotta go with Niche <laughs> because like that that kind of has like more of that that Japanese vibe you know like Niche is kind of like a little bit you know more. You know, over there with it. So, uh look. It's, it's hey, would, would somebody, so hey, would someone from the Midwest wear Okada's pants
0: from the Midwest?
1: Yes, like an old like, player, old player from the Midwest. I mean, that would be that. Yeah, heat, wouldn't, look, that'd be that heat, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, like speaking of speaking of other fashions, uh, y'all didn't uh, y'all? I, I sent it to uh, to you, Jeremy, Rance, Simon, and uh, and Sierra, but nobody responded like when uh your boy osprey came in and he was out here wearing uh the, the 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 purple velvet uh sleeveless robe nobody nobody responded to like check to, to i didn't my even question. remember
1: i didn't even remember that like
0: <laughs> oh yeah bro i saw it and i was like, like yeah he comes out i'm like all right so uh
1: simon said no they would uh, not <laughs> so you know Simon from chicago Okay. I, I guarantee, hey, right. Simon, I guarantee you, got an uncle that would think that was kind of fly.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure he has, uh, and, and this uncle probably has has acquaintances by the name of like Dollar Bill and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Super. You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Osprey had this uh, this purple joint on, and I, I said to myself, huh. I wonder. I wonder which. I wonder what Omega Sci-Fi uh, brother he stole that from. Damn. And when they catch it, and when they catch him, what well, the kind of beatdown they gonna put on him?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, Qs don't play about that kind of thing.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, also, you know that. Q, you know, look. You also know if he stole that from the Q, you know what that means, right? What? That means that that. that means that, that velvet was stole from a, from a from like multiple bags of crown. <clears throat> <laughs> Multiple Crown Royal bags
1: Unbelievable
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and It was together <laughs>
1: It's crazy uh, Yeah, what up JC we, we, We're actually uh, going to get to that And you know, I've got a bunch of questions Lined up at the end I will uh, go ahead and put that one Off to the side and make sure we answer that um, So, uh, up next we had Kenny Omega And Chris Jericho in The Culmination of their epic and now I want to say legendary rivalry. Uh, these guys, from beginning to end, the start of the angle to the match delivered um, is as good as you know you probably can. Um, James, what, what did you think about this match?
0: I loved it. Um, Me too. I thought this. I think this is my second favorite Jericho match of all time. I think the only other match that I like more is. Um, is uh, the the WrestleMania twenty eight match, which was CM Punk, and that's a, and that's sort of a special thing for me because like I, you know, full, you know Rich, I hated Jericho until uh, uh, he, he came back because you know I was a kid and he was always a jerk and he always wanted to, like take Luchador's mask and and do and be a, a baby a chicken shit heel that was like out here arguing with JJ Dillon about the WCW rule book like and that dude came up and was a geek when he's in W like everywhere you went like the Goldberg stuff like fuck that guy. And then, and then I, and he has to run in 2012, and, you know, it was almost like, you know, a year to, uh, you know, like six, seven months after uh, we had got back into wrestling. And he um, was fantastic. So, like, I, I turned the tro- corner on him knowing that I was just a kid. I ain't know no better. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, this, but the, the that WrestleMania 28 match was, like, a thing to kind of be like, okay, like, I get it now. I get it. And then this is part of the proof of, like, WWE, and this is a WWE match. It really that match is really a WWE match. Like once they get back into the ring after um, all of the commotion at the beginning with with uh, Jericho, like you know m- trying to kill all of uh, the the Red Shoes family, like it turns to a WWE match. Um, and I think a lot of that, I think a lot of the reason why I stood out so much is you see the structure amongst all the chaos when you see when you like when you watch enough update because you know all their matches are more or less the same but When you can do these other elements and make it to make it look a little different from here Some variations opposed to baby, you know, baby face shine uh, Somebody gets thrown in the ring flip dive commercial break comeback and the baby face is now in Is now in a rest hold. You don't know what the fuck happened and then like they're just doing moves and moves and moves until they get to the in the near falls at the end, like once you get past that, like you just see the structure of their matches. Like it's, it's a reason why they do this because there's so many ma- there's so many it's a good it's a solid foundation to have a match and like Jericho seeing that he's Russell Summer everywhere he can apply all, he can pl- apply everything he's learned over all this time to that foundation he's had with WWE for all for you know fifteen no sorry eighteen years and. Have this match in Japan after all these years, not after all these decades of not wrestling there ever. Like, it, it was great. It was great. I'm going to take like, it he, a step further. He, I Pete think in general. Like this is.
1: Sorry, I was going to take it a step further. I think this is the best Jericho match I've ever seen. Um, mm. You know, and, and there's arguments, you know, for the Jericho and Shawn Michaels stuff. But then, you know, I think when you take into everything into account where you have the degree of difficulty, the pressure that's on Jericho to deliver in this moment, uh, his age at the moment right now, the opponent that is basically unfuckwittable, and then you come in there and hold more than hold your own. Um, I think... I don't know about you, and I might be, you know, a little bit high on this. I haven't seen anyone else say it, but I thought it was still a five star match uh, yesterday. These guys like had had three, maybe four different sections in that match. Like as you mentioned, the shit with red shoes, the fact that they did the juice, the fact that they did all the V triggers, all the uh, the the big moves, the innovative reversals and counters, the the violence, the. I, I thought it was a masterpiece um, with, with with those guys, and I think it's like you know a lot of people are asking this: like, does Jericho have a legit claim <laughs> to being the goat after this match? Um, I don't
0: know. Oh, like, I mean, the thing. Okay, so the thing for me is, I, I would give that match a four, a four and three quarters. I wouldn't give it five. I, I feel comfortable not even giving it five. Um, now. That being said, like, a 4.75 ain't nothing to sniff at. Like, there's only, what, are there even 20? We do on the, what's, last year was like the greatest year of wrestling ever. We didn't even have 20 of those. We had like, what, 15? Less than sure. that, I,
1: maybe? I'm not sure. I'd have to, I have to check on that, but it's, it's in that range.
0: Yeah, we had like a dozen, 15, uh, 4.75 matches. Like, ain't nothing to sniff at. Now, um, me saying earlier about, about the WrestleMania 28 match, I think this is his best match ever, but, I still have an emotional attachment, a sentimental attachment to 28. But I think this is his very best match. I do. I really do. This is his, um like, at, at was well, he's 47 now? 47. At 47, he just had his best match. After 25, 20, over 25 years of wrestling, this, he had just his best match. Crazy. Like. Crazy. Yeah. That's, 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 that's incredible. Right. Um. I think the only thing that would
1: hold Jericho back is like him not being the the long reigning top star. But this might be yeah. you know uh, a situation where he basically takes this entire year in New Japan and he sees how hot New Japan is because there's almost no one in wrestling smarter than Jericho, right? So mm-hmm. if he knows he has you know where he what he could do in WWE right now and it won't really create like you know the waves that he wants jericho gets to look like he's doing it his way he gets to wrestle against hot opponents right now like he just did the thing with um, omega james have you seen new year's dash yet
0: no, I've not. Or do you know? I have it? not seen anything with New Year's Dash. Like I heard something about it's going to be him and Naito. Yes, but that's he, it though. Yes,
1: he jumped out on Naito at New Year's Dash, and then that's like the, going to be the beginning of his next view. So if Jericho goes through like those big four or five at um you, you know, know he, in New Japan and then comes back to WWE, you can't tell me that he's not a bigger star or a super top guy, like in the vein of of at least Triple H, at least.
0: Oh well, here's the thing, right? So, if you ask any, if you ask anybody with a reasonable amount of of, of, of wrestling background or familiarity with with pro wrestling outside of just WWE, like if you ask them, who's the better who's the better wrestler, Jericho or Triple H? I don't think there are many people that say Triple H. I think most people think I think most people say rightly uh, say Jericho. But the thing is, one guy was over pushed. And another guy was, you know, for a lot of his career treated like the Miz is treated right now, except like super duper elitely talented, where the Miz is not that um, in the ring. So I, I I think you have, I think you're onto something, especially with the uh, AJ Styles stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You include like look where, look what WWE thought of AJ Styles, like leaving TNA, and look what two years of. Um, and TNA in the Indies, and look what two years of being in Bullet Club and being in New Japan in and, and the Indies did for him, where he comes in and then, like, immediately they make him uh, a guy that always has a storyline of something going on at all times as a two-time champion. So there is definitely something to it. It's crazy that, like, given that Jericho's already a first battle Hall of Famer in
1: WWE history... He's still adding to his current legacy. It's not no legacy like, shit with him right now.
0: Well, well yeah, like, yeah, have that, and then, like, last year, his last WWE was probably the best, like, the hot, most popular run of his career. Like, the most over he was ever he ever was. Now, he's about to get, like, now he's about to be in New Japan for who knows how long. But, like, it's going to be, I mean, the, if it keeps up at this rate, like, he comes back, like, he might fuck around and, like, be, like, they might have to fuck around and, like, and give, him him, a give him a run a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they can't, they can't, like bullshitted like they've done all these other times with him um over zero like he's actually like the quote-unquote man
1: right and, and, and that's like insane to think about like because you know if you listen to one nation radio if if you've followed this as you know i scream damn near at the top of my lungs like we it's time to get these old motherfuckers out of here jericho is the clear exception to that rule <laughs> and he has been because he never but really leaves
0: is- but the thing is, isn't we don't really mind the old guys if they have something to contribute that is of quality and is not um
1: They just showing up. And
0: it's not and it's not in spite of the uh, the top talent on the current day roster. Like Jericho gets in and, and interacts with the other guys and Russell has has fused with them, whether it's AJ Styles or whether it's um, teaming with with Owens and if feuding with Owens or whether it's uh, uh, your boy uh, Ambrose or whoever else he doesn't care yeah like the like Batista come back for a whole time and then literally like he came back he got in there and mingled up with people people weren't enthused about him um, being the, in the main event for WrestleMania 30 because they wanted Daniel Bryan which is like it should have been news it should have been like You know, gigantic light bulb for them Going into WrestleMania, uh, going into Royal Rumble 2015, and like, this wasn't going to fly with Roman Reigns either Who the fuck (laughs) is Roman Reigns compared to Batista in WWE history I don't know why they didn't fly anything That was a good idea But But like, when you have Undertaker Who's literally only here once a year Or twice a year, or or does One match a year For, you know, now going on to What? uh, Four or five years now? Yeah, when you have Triple H who like d- shoots an angle, literally like now at this point he shoots an angle four months before it's even Royal Rumble time, or not even that far. Let's say a couple months before it's even Royal Rumble time. Like you just sitting there like, wait, what? I don't what- yeah. what's going on.
2: Yeah,
0: um... like, they're not actually a part of. They're not actually a part of the fabric of the everyday product. When Jericho was there, when Batista was there, they were.
1: It's it's a tough question. I, th- I think you can make that argument for Jericho. Just it, it, and the thing with Jericho, you know how we say like, um, yeah, you, of course Yao Ming's a, a Hall of Famer. You have to add in everything he's done around the world. Like you or right. like Pau Gasol, you have to add in everything. You know, like the yeah. uh, you know what he was for his country. Body. Tony Parker, you have to add in everything. I think that's the uh, the the blueprint for the argument that if you want to make the argument that Jericho is the greatest ever, right? You have to be like, all right, who's done this style? all these different styles for all these different years, always reinvented himself and all and got out of the shadow of, of being the quote unquote, next Shawn Michaels. Like he's literally, he's Jericho. Like, I don't want to hear that shit from anyone ever again. Like, like I don't,
0: I, I haven't, I haven't thought about that as far as the, the, um, the Shawn Michaels comparison since like, since since like, you know, since the WCW or since the, Attitude era, Monday Night Wars, uh, Ruthless Aggression, or early beginnings of the Ruthless Aggression era. Like, like I haven't thought about that since, like, since, you know, he was on WCW, the Cruiserweights or whatever, like, or when he was Y2J. Like, past that, like, I don't think there's really much of a – like, when I think of, like, when you think of any bit of, like, the 08 Jericho run when he's the heel or whatever – like no. you don't think of like you don't think of that being Shawn Michaels at all. Like, <laughs> like that was like that was in the past. Like you know when he's young and he's trying to find himself or whatever else, and um, or in, find himself in the business. Like that's you know that's different now. Like by that point he was already not. He's like he was already been a top guy or a a, a main eventer for years at that point and whatever. Like he he's transitioned out of that. That was that's a whale argument. That's like. That's almost like like the first couple of years of LeBron. They're like, yeah, you know, he's you know, he's a uh, and they compare him to Jordan. Is like, well, after like watching that dude like play for X number of years, like, can we stop this now? Like, they're not even they not the same thing at all.
1: Yeah, um, their
0: games aren't even the same.
1: Shouts out to Chris Jericho. Definitely shouts out to Kenny Omega. Did you want to get these jokes off on Omega's outfit?
0: Oh no no no, we're not we're not doing Jericho. After watching the match, I said to you that I I thought Jerk outperformed Kenny Omega. You said that I was crazy. Yes. Why?
1: Because it was a match with two people that, that both did insane shit the whole time.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. As, oppo- as opposed to last year when everyone said that, Ome- that Oka- Omega outperformed Okada. You know what I meant by that. So who came out?
1: What do, you, what do you mean by that?
0: The whole match is based on the fact that he's a fucking lunatic. He's off the he's off the hinges. He's off, he's off he's off he's off he's off the weed, off the molly, off all that. He's lost his mind. He's he's like, you know what? I'm going to say it. He had reached Terry Funk's level of crazy during that match. He had I've been saying. To kill Okada. That's or, what that's what Omega. I've been
1: saying, bro. He's the new ta- like he's like Terry Funk remix right now.
0: Hey, bro, I, I have a I have a list of all the stuff during the match. So I just rewatched it. Right. All right. So these are the pros and cons of both, of both performances, right, between both of them. Like for the record, I think oh, I think I'm only talking. I'm only pointing out specific character stuff throughout the match and stuff that got over in the match. That and small things in the match that they elevated the match that were based off of one person in particular, right? And then also and also the pro the cons of this are also things that I thought they did small things to hurt the match. They did very little to hurt this match. There, are, like I have four. I think I have like four or five things that they did to hurt this match and probably like. 20 things that I thought that they did to make this match even better than it would have been otherwise without people that were less experienced, right? All right. So, all right, as far as Jericho, Jericho jumps Omega from behind before the bell even starts, then, uh, then challenges the Young Bucks to a fight, then shoves the Young Boys uh, that were restraining him in the corner, then the match starts. Then uh, at the beginning of the match... Uh, Doing the first uh, line or uh, doing the first, Walt's Jericho, uh, Red Shoes call, or he calls Red Shoes the idiot for condo five for a rope break and a no DQ match. Then after all the stuff, when they end up outside the ring after the, the giant crash through the uh, the table onto Don Callis, Jericho uh, slaps on the uh, Walsh Jericho. He snaps because and shoves Red Shoes to the floor because uh, he was trying to make him release the Waltz Jericho in a no DQ match for the second time. Then. He slaps the lion tamer on red shoes, his young lion's son, while repeatedly shouting, "Look at your son! Look at your son!" <laughs> like, dude, he lost his mind. He's crazy. So Jericho flips. So then uh, there's like a hope spot where like uh, Omega is starting to get uh, starting to get better of Jericho. He quickly counters and flips a table over to this dude over on top of this dude, and then and then he sits back in a chair because exhaustion will not stop Jericho from achieving peak, uh, peak brickness. Then later in the match, uh, they ended up where he pulls out the table, and then he pulls out the table. He sees Masahiro Chono. And he says, "You see this, Chono? You see this?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was just funny. Like, was like then, next thing you know, they're still outside, and he mu- he muscles a cameraman for his camera, and he takes a picture of a st- of Omega who's out there staggered and bumbling, and then he takes pictures of him flipping off the Tokyo ground in per- first first person view. Like it was incredible. Like so. Then Omega, right? Omega stuff is like the gigantic bumps he took in this match to get it to get it over, right? So that Miss springboard he did, we talked about when he went through the table on the on to uh callus. that was incredible. Um when he, when he almost like when he almost broke his tailbone off of sliding off of that uh, that that table that he put on top of Jericho for the double foot stomp.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that was scary as hell. Jericho, uh, after he sets up the table, he was, they did a fake spot where we're gonna tease the power bomb through the table, he ended up uh, taking a power bomb to the floor. That that was scary as hell, that had to hurt. Um, he does a, he does the uh, the suicide he does a suicide terminator flip uh, over the, onto the ramp and Jericho can barely spot him. Um, and then like when you get to the, the the end of the match where it's like just so great when he slaps on that third and final uh, walls Jericho and he turns to the lineman ch- tamer and there's no you know and Jericho has, has re- literally like beat the hell out of uh, Red Shoes for trying to get in the way of all this stuff. He says to uh, Red Shoes going to call the match because he knows he can't, he can't protect Omega and Omega is begging and pleading and grabbing him by the hand to make sure he doesn't call the match. Like that was great by Omega, but Omega did some stuff in this match. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like the whole thing is he's a baby. He's a baby face working for underneath because Jericho's the biggest trick in the world. And he blazed in his match. And then literally on commentary, Callis says, um, Kenny has lost a significant amount of blood. Um, will that become a factor? Literally within six seconds, and within six seconds of him saying this, Omega goes to the, over to the railing, grabs a bottle of water and washes his face. His face is not like a crimson mask. It's, half his face is uh, covered in, in blood. I was like, are you killing the gimmick? What are you doing?
1: I, I didn't have a problem with that because the whole thing, like, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't have an issue with that.
0: It pulled me out of the match. I was like, what? what? Like, like, imagine if you're Chris Jericho, right? One of your biggest fights with WWE over the years, especially with the Batista thing. Remember when I Batista and then, uh got fined like a quarter million dollars or whatever yes. Batista did? Yes. Because of blading, right? Yeah. Come to Japan, you're, you're fighting overseas, you bust your ass in this match, you're putting on, put on one of your best performance of your career, maybe the best performance of your career. And then this prick, who does, who's not bleeding all uncontrollably, his blood, his bleeding's already stopped. Pours water in his face. Stop it. I would have came out there and punched him around right his spot again to make him bleed again. I
2: couldn't believe
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, Jericho did some stupid stuff, too. Like, he was, like, the third and final when he finally let go of him for the, uh, he let go of the walls of Jericho. I didn't, it didn't make no sense. Um, Omega, uh, the, the, I didn't like the spout he did with the uh, aerosol can. Like, I, like, I appreciate the fact he got himself out by Mason. Uh, Jericho, well, but-
1: the the young bugs—that's their thing—and I think they left that there under the mat, like the like it was supposed to be. Like they left that there in case like Ken needed it or something.
0: No, 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 no. That no him getting him Mason is fine, but like the Dean Ambrose ish stuff. the like we you know how we always say good Dean and bad Dean. Yeah. Bad Dean would have did the aerosols can where he sprayed his piss in his in his privates. Oh, we'd have been like, oh god. Like if Dean Ambrose did it, it would be like, here goes wacky Dean again.
1: <laughs> well, the crowd liked it. Like they they popped for it and I and I got a good laugh out of it. That man was trying to yeah, try to he was trying to fire up James, you know,
0: on all fronts. But, yeah, apparently so, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, either way, we also it. <laughs> uh, uh uh, I think it's yeah. are breaking up a it little gonna bit. It is going to be 15th best match here this year. year so. Props to both of them. Um, they balled out.
1: Yeah, man. Um, the next match on the card, it was, and we're running like super behind now, but uh, it was Hiroshi Tanahashi <laughs> and Jay White, but I think we'll be able to get through um, some of this. Was the moment too big for Jay White here? Um, the... You know, this wasn't received as a great match. Uh I, I didn't think Tanahashi would lose three times in a row in the dome. Was this more <laughs> more a combination of uh Tanahashi being broke down? I say no. But uh or Jay White's inexperience um at this, you know, this this level.
0: I think he's easy beat up. I mean, I know he, you know, he's a psychology master, but like, there's some things where, like, you take a, there's only been so much arsenal you can, you can, like, take away from somebody, or so much, um, so many toolbox, tools in a toolbox you can take away from somebody, right? Actually affecting how well they're able to put together, um, the, or put together, um, a piece. So, I mean, on the other hand, you do have a dude that's experienced and that, that, you know, that, that doesn't help him either, but, like, it just, it was a good match. It just, it wasn't, it was, I would dare say it was a really good match. It just, it just wasn't on par with, like, some of the top stuff we saw on, you know, on, on this on this card. And, I mean, it really, I mean, I don't think it should have been either. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, um, Jay White... There's something about his face to me. It just looks weird. It's like it's like he just looks like a kid. Like he needs to like grow some facial hair. He needs to like get some roughness or you know some toughness in his face a little bit. He needs to look a little bit more weathered for that whole switchblade thing to really connect with me.
0: Right, but but do you disagree with like we have four we have four of the matches we put on here we think are all going to be great? Like, do we need do we need um, Ace to come out here? Like beat up as he is to come out here and try to hurt himself even more.
1: I mean that's just what this dude does at 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 this point. Like he's already wrestled so much on the bicep where he can't fix it anymore. Uh, how to long? Me, he, the, he, how
0: long was the match?
1: It was 19 minutes and 56 seconds. So yeah,
0: that, that ain't you no. Know, that's not that's not a normal situation for Tana, uh, for Tanahashi. He normally would wrestle 25 to 30 minutes.
1: Right. And, and and Tanahashi was still doing a lot of stuff. Like he was still doing the high fly yep. flow to the outside of the ring. He was still doing all the sling blades. He was still, you know, being Tanahashi. I think it was just a combo of like them trying to do two different matches in one. They it was like they wanted to do a body part match, but at the same time they wanted to try to turn it up at the end and it just kind of got lost for me there. Yeah. But um the Um. Let's see. The IWGP Junior match. I have a a a hot take for this one, James. Um. I did not enjoy this match. It was. I did not enjoy this match, and and, you know, that
0: match is incredible. That's some of the. That's some of the best sequences you'll ever see anywhere. Ever.
1: Nope. 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 Okay. Your (laughs) note is like, all right.
0: That match is going to get at worst four stars. At worst. That match is incredible.
1: So, like, my biggest issue with the match was, it was like, all right, the guys that are the most over in this match are probably... Takahashi and Osprey at this point. She just kind of like everyone's kind of looking at him now. Like, man, you've been in this division a really long time. We know you're good. We appreciate you and everything, but we like to see you move up. You know, and anything. And Takahashi has all the juice in the world right now, right? Osprey ended up getting the win, but this match was just built. It seemed like there were long, boring portions of Marty Skrull, and then a bunch of moves just being done. And you know me, I like senseless moves and whatever like that. But there was just like something about this match where I was like, this isn't good.
0: Have you rewatched, have you re-watched the match? No. I suggest you rewatch the match. Like I don't. Okay. And Marty's girl is boring, boring so for the record. There's a lot everybody. of stuff. Huh?
1: And Marty's girl is boring everybody for for the record. Go ahead.
0: I wouldn't call him boring as much as I would say that he was clearly the person that was supposed to be the downer in the match. Like and so, like all he did was like all the stuff. Okay, so he ring the bell rings. He gets out the ring and he says, "Y'all fight because y'all are idiots. Y'all go ahead and tire yourself out, and I'll come in and I'll break up stuff because I'm a jerk." Like I don't see that as any different than like the the old AOP um, DIY and revival matches where revival's like, "Y'all can have it. I will wait." So there, you have that part of it then you look at all the stuff he did in the match where he was basically like coming in and basically ruining ruining on um, finishes or whatever else and doing all this work to basically stymie people uh, in advantageous situations it reminded me a lot of the Fatal 4-Way uh, for the IC title between The Miz Zane, Owens and, uh, Cesaro. and Cesaro from uh, last year. It was like the same exact character work. So like, and that match was great because of The Miz doing that kind of stuff so, and I, I enjoyed it like, I, I I I just ain't with you on this, bro. I think you need to rewatch this one. But like, yeah. I love, this, I, like, I think I didn't love this match. I like, it was the great thing ever. But like I thought this match was a four star match.
1: Like I thought, uh, like, I didn't feel like I was seeing something special like I did last year with Takahashi and Kashida I felt like the time, the only time the crowd really turned up uh, was when Takahashi was getting on offense, and that was like right before the match was about to end. And he's the guy with the juice, and they didn't even feature him at all. So. I don't know, man. It, it just it, it was a swing and a miss for me.
0: Well, it is a Japanese. It is a mostly Japanese crowd, and and the and the person they made like the superhero in this match was Osprey, so there is something to that. But like for me, from my perspective, because I'm not like I'm not Japanese, I'm not I don't watch New Japan like that. Like I know of Osprey, I know of all these guys, but so like to me they're all stars. So like I wanted to see them, and like Osprey did some incredible stuff, so I was in into it, and like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I thought this spot. I thought the spots where I thought the spots that, that Scroll did, where he's breaking people's uh, fingers, or whatever. Where he got his fingers, he got his own fingers broken after doing that to other people. I thought that was. I thought that was poetic. I thought that um, the situation where he ties up Takahashi after he breaks the other hand, where he basically like, you can't do this because your other hand's broken, um, so you can't even get through all this tape. So you're just stuck here for a while. You're in timeout. Like, I thought that was great. I thought Kushida, um, basically doing all the stuff that Takahashi, that Takahashi had done to him over the last year. I thought that was great. I, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the psychology I was off because, you know, it's those guys, it's all, all of those flippy dippy guys, as you, as we like to joke, jokingly say, and it's four of them. So there's no really time for anything to breathe really. But other than that, like there was a point that of doesn't like, bother I me at all. He was win, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like, and they did a lot of stuff in there, like um, from a uh, timing perspective that I thought was really, really difficult to do. And they pulled it all off. Yeah. Um,
1: the next match: uh, Hiroki Goto and Minoru Suzuki in a hair versus hair uh, death match, essentially for yeah. <laughs> for the uh, never open championship. This was a motherfucking war. And up to this point, this is and- my favorite match on the card. These guys. Like, Goto was bleeding from the mouth. Uh, Minoru Suzuki ended up having to shave his head. I really got into this one a lot. It was like the strong style match of the night. It was, I felt like Ishii was proud backstage watching it.
0: I have a question. Yeah. Is there any reason in particular why you called it a, a hair death match or a death match? Um,
1: that That's just how it's listed on Wikipedia.
0: Okay, well, I, I have a reason. Like, once you say that, I know why it was a death match.
1: Because you would have died you know, from any of that shit what? happening to you.
0: <laughs> nope, it's a, death, it's a death match because uh, Minoru Suzuki, after cutting off that hair and, and, and throwing it down and looking pissed that he had to do that, he's going to kill Goto. Hiroki Goto will, will no longer be with us. Like going into 2019, <laughs> that will not be a thing. Like that man is going to that man is going to pay for what he what he wanted to brave, uh, brave bravely do. It's, it's going to be the end of him
1: yeah I, I thought Goto was like um, he came off like I've all, I've said in the past like Goto isn't the guy to bet your money on but he's a guy mm-hmm. that I think everyone just wants to see do well because he's so good but there's just something missing from him but he gets put in these situations Wrestle Kingdom after Wrestle Kingdom to deliver like third or fourth from the top and, and solidify like the greatness of the show and I feel like he comes through every single year and definitely uh, shout out to him um, yeah
0: I mean, and also RIP because, like, you finna die, like you, you not, bro. I'm telling you, like, after watching that with Suzuki, like with uh, with, each, with um Minoru Suzuki, bro, like you don't want no smoke with that dude, like. No. There are guys like, like I mean, there is Jer- there are heels like Jericho who are you know they're they're pricks, they're mean, they're they're unlikable guys like Jericho uh, performance uh, at, at Tokyo Dome this year. There are guys that you think are tough, tough as shit. Like, but there are very, very, very few guys that aren't like, that aren't like Kane, um, at the start of his, uh, at the start of his gimmick, where like, you, you think like this dude is put on earth just for, just to be, like, his, his gimmick is to be evil and cruel. Cool. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's not like, yeah, there's, there's some toughness there or whatever else, but like, that dude is cruel and mean, and like, you're gonna pay. And, Bruh, he's going to pay for this.
1: <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you heard, Suzuki has moved on to target Tanahashi for the Intercontinental title um, going oh forward. So, we're going to be seeing Suzuki and Tanahashi, and he's going to be going after Tanahashi's legs at this point now.
0: Those matches so. are going yeah, to be great. He's, bruh, you know the types of, types of hoes he's going to put on that man's legs and arm? My God.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you've seen like the tag match, Jane, So I'll fly through that. Um, that one was I do not. okay. So that one was um, like a an awesome heavyweight tag team match. And usually this is the part of the show where I either get tired or anything like that. That didn't happen for me this year because uh, Lance Archer and Dave Boy Smith. Uh, they are like six 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 foot seven guys doing every single great big man move of the last thirty years uh, together and doing and, and combining it with awesome double team work and then. Then uh, the Los Angeles guys were fighting from underneath most of the match and finding a way just to survive it. I bid on a lot of near falls. I really enjoyed that match. Um, and then there was the uh, gauntlet uh, for the never Hold on, real quick. Yeah. Yeah,
0: man. Like I'm never going to like Lance Archer. Am I? No. Like when he came out to the ring,
1: when he's throwing all that water like, when around, I, I, spinning. When he's uh, throwing
0: water on people spinning on people. I was like, Nope. I'm. I'm not even watching this. I'm not even gonna do it. Like that dude has heat with me. That's just bullshit. <laughs> I, I ain't. I ain't spent all this money for some damn New Japan uh, to- Tokyo Dome tickets you spent on me. Fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Kota Bushi and, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, did you see this one, James?
0: Oh yes, I love this match. This is my here. This is my favorite Cody match. This includes the. the this includes the. Uh, the uh, the long the Long Beach match with Okada, like all all of the all of the cheating, all of the cheating, it, it was great. It uh, was great. I was, go ahead. I was glad if to you see. Want me to do, I have I have a rundown if you want me to go through the rundown of
1: it. Yeah, that that, that that'll work.
0: Okay, uh, we start with the interest of Cody, and Cody is behind uh, Brandon who looks into the camp, dead in the cameras, and says that uh, we are the best. And if you don't think that I am the best looking um, woman in all of professional wrestling, you're a mark. Yes. It's fantastic. Like it's just so about, about, about people like talking to the ca- like talking to like the direct camera and talking shit that I just appreciate I don't know what it is about that.
1: That's like Tupac.
2: Spin so- <laughs> <laughs> the camera.
0: Oh <laughs> anyway, so we start the match uh with a lockup. up uh, into a bunch of running spots that end with Cody in a seated position, narrowly escaping a head kick and a standing moonsault. Um Cody then, uh, they, uh, they give each other space and then Cody then uh, proceeds to flick off uh, Ibushi and with a, with an arm crank where it progressively gets uh, more extended the finger. And I need that as a gif because it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ibushi hits a, a rana, and Cody ends, out, ends up out on the floor um, Ibushi lands a plancha But ends up landing on Brandy too um, Ibushi picks her up to take her to safety And turns around and gets rocked by Cody And uh, drops Brandy to the floor Cody then throws Ibushi back into the ring And checks on Brandy And Brandy then proceeds to evilly laugh Is a work Yes Uh Cody has a disaster kick for a near fall um, Followed by a, a counter and He's about beside the ring And uh you get a, the golden triangle moonsault from Ibushi, aka the, the uh, James boy's favorite movie in the entire business. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Every time I love it. Rain, it. Yeah, it, it, like we'll get to it later. But uh, like I'm gonna say, like the Golden Triangle, or like how Okada like saves the drop kick. Like it's, it's <laughs> like they're both just great. Uh, uh, you get a crossroads from Cody on the apron. It looks like Ibushi could have died. Um you get a springboard uh hurricane Ronda from the top turnbuckle uh by Cody for a near fall. Uh let's see. Uh, you get a oh you get a cross countered into a snake eyes uh, into the second what would the second turnbuckle would be if this wasn't New Japan? Um Cody then stupidly decides to that, that trade uh strikes back and forth with a uh, and lose control of the match. And um he gets a Bushi bomb for for the near fall. Uh there's another, there's a counter and then a rainmaker be- by Cody and actually the crowd starts yelling rainmaker. Um, I was, by the way, I was watching this originally um, with the Japanese commentary. Dude, you should have, you should have heard how blown they were when he and that man pulled out that rainmaker. <laughs> you were like rainmaker, the disrespect. <laughs> so you're like, wait, what? I can't believe they did this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Obushi ducks under the uh, disaster kick, uh, catches Cody uh, in the head with a head kick. Uh, He goes behind for wrist control, uh, the big knee, Cody uh, throws a headbutt to the gut, and uh, goes for another Rainmaker, Abushi ducks under and throws a modified German suplex for a near fall, Abushi still has waist control, and switches that to wrist control, hits the big knee, and then lands a Phoenix Splash for the pin, four stars.
2: Yeah, I get four stars
0: as well. I might have to watch it again, but I was on the border between four and four and a quarter, so... Yeah, I love
1: the match. Yeah, I thought it was like the perfect example of mid-card excellence or lower card, like on a, on a big show. Uh, this is right there with Seth Rollins and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. This is uh, Chris Jericho and Christian. This is Jericho and Shawn Michaels. This is all those matches in one. Um, and Brandy Rose came out there looking like a bag of money. Um, <laughs> in the Dome. And she made history out there, James. Did you know that? She was the first African-American woman to appear at a Wrestle Kingdom. So, shout out to her. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, look, I mean, you know what? Ain't too much – I'm, I'm going to stop because it ain't too much stuff. We can, I I personally feel like we can talk about Brady Rose without, like, going to be like, yeah, bro, she's fine. So let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. Let's just move
1: on. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, Cody Rose and, uh, like, he – you know, I've been definitely uh the more critical of Cody Rose, like, the, in most of uh, the uh, Social Suplex right. Podcast Network. And I definitely think he stepped up here and improved and a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm – you know he his his great matches were with Okada and Ibushi, so he was able to hang in there, and so I think you got to give him uh, give him his props, and I'm looking forward to see what he does next because um yeah go ahead
0: yeah it, I mean like I mean that's all great he even praise upon this dude, but like regardless of like whatever happens with him um in the ring in the future whatever else and if he like you know he stays strong in in, uh, in front of the New Japan audience or whatnot. That's whatever happened with him. He's still a winner. Because, yep. goddamn, look at Brandy Rose. Yes. Good lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if you ain't down with that, you're just a simple mark.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then, of course, uh, how could we. Uh, I mean, I don't care about the uh, never open weight match. So, the Young Bucks defeated Rapungi 3K, and I thought this was an excellent opener. Um, the Young Bucks basically, I think they did a match to stick the middle finger up at their detractors, right? And then did enough like young Bucky and stuff to to make oh, sure
0: like, like 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 constantly bumping into each other. Yes. Like yes. they did they did like one like uh I don't wanna say like a suicide dive and one suicide dove right into the other one I was like, you idiots. Like yes. y'all love doing this stupid stuff in y'all matches.
1: Yes. Like like they did all the, the funny stuff. They did all the super kicks. They did uh, all all the talking and selling out like the Bucks are you know, now seven-time uh, IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Those guys are like Michael Jordan level in that division. Like it's nuts. <laughs> um, showing yo, I think those guys are like super money, especially going forward in this was the right call to go ahead and give the young bucks a win because and uh, Yo is going to eventually be the team that uh, overtakes the young bucks. Um, I, I feel like, because, you know, there's only so long that I think the bucks are going to, you know, do the whole new Japan thing. And they've done it for a long time already. And they're eventually going to, yeah. they're going to be tasked with uh, making and yo. And this is the opening chapter in that uh, saga. And I think and yo is like really, really talented. And, for New Japan, yeah. they definitely wanted to find um, a a Japanese team to be able to benefit uh, off of working with the Young Bucks. What do you think about that, James?
0: Yeah, I agree. And plus, like, they're going to be around for a while, showing young, like in um, how do I say this? Uh, do we know? Do we know if they're like married or or what?
1: <laughs> no idea.
0: No, no, not to each other. I mean, like, just married. I mean, even no. if they were, I wouldn't care. But yeah, like, I, I, do I don't we, know. Okay, because, like, you know, they, uh, let's hope that, like, you know, they can keep their hands on straight. Because, uh, it's coming right out on the street. <laughs> word on, yeah, word on the street is they're real popular. They're yes. real popular out there. So, Look, don't hang
1: out with Juice Robinson. You know, like, yeah, we're showing you, if like, y'all listening uh, to this, uh, stay away from Juice Robinson. He will get you caught up in these streets. Um,. So, yeah, but um, that was pretty much our Wrestle Kingdom 12 review. Uh, We're going to go through some of the questions that you guys submitted in uh, a little bit earlier. And if we're backtracking a little bit on some of the stuff we covered earlier, that's okay. Uh, But Kyle Morris says, who's going to be the one to dethrone Okada? This is a good one. Mm. Because literally, Okada has whooped the whole company's ass. Like, Like, Bret Hart in 1997. Um...
0: I don't know, like I'm I mean i I'm sure they're gonna have another match um uh, with Night and I'm sure they're gonna have a match sometime this year with uh with Omega. So I'm I'm still I'm those still the, the two those two still have the best odds. And I I think I will put Night Till ahead still.
1: So so um the whole thing with it, like, I think you may see the guy whoever who wins the New Japan Cup may be the one to dethrone Okada. And I think a thing with um uh the Tokyo Dome is it may not be the city for Naito because Naito's over in a lot of different other parts of, you know, Japan. Like uh for mm. example like uh, like the Northeast, for example, I, I want to say that the sumo, sumo Hall is like the more hardcore audience. So maybe you do his title win there. Um, maybe you you do it in a different arena. That's the that's the only thing that I I could say there. Um, but you know. I think they have a real good dynamic going with Omega right now, who's doing the whole real world champion thing. And then Okada basically has beat everyone. Um, and it's like you have these two like huge motherfuckers like, at the top of, of the thing. So maybe they come back to that. I'd like to see that be the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, but... Uh, next question comes from Tom Gambardella. He said, who's your pick to win the New Japan Cup? So that's <laughs> right into it. So I think I'm going to pick Naito to win the uh, New Japan Cup after he gets done with Chris Jericho, if they grow him to that that soon. Uh, I'm going to pick Naito because, uh, you know, Omega still has a U.S. belt on him. So until he, you know, either gets rid of that or it, they just decide to say screw it and do title versus title, uh, I'll go ahead and, and put my chips on the – most popular guy in New Japan.
0: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one, yeah.
1: Um, Nicholas Guerrero says, what do you think Vince slash WWE's opinion of Jericho wrestling for New Japan is? Now, I think we should frame this. What is Vince's opinion, and what is Triple H's opinion?
0: Um, I think Vince don't care. Um, Now... I think when it first happened, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I think he doesn't care now. Um, it's, it's or true, he cares man. less now. Um, Triple H, Triple H probably didn't care at the beginning, but then, like, heard reports on the match. Now I was like, God damn it. <laughs> because, because, like, you know, like, Triple H has more international vision towards all of the world's wrestling, and, and you know, he has an idea of, like, what's going on outside of just his own he actually watches wrestling outside of his own promotion. Right as opposed to Vince. Vince is like, alright, whatever. Yeah. Um as, long as you don't know, like Vince is probably like did he get hurt? Oh, he's not hurt? Good, fine, whatever. Um <laughs> so but on the other end he probably is like, damn, like we have the like Triple H probably like, damn, I don't know yeah, like, what this knows. means for us but him. like this is does the price of the brick go up now? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I, I think Triple H, um, is looking at, you know, there's always been, like, that, that sneaky thing with him and Jericho never really, uh, being on the same page as each other, so I, I think, you know, it'll be one of those CM Punk Triple H situations, like, oh, yeah, good match, and, you know, that, that Triple H voice, uh, <laughs> but, you know, Triple H will, you know, do his Triple H-y things, like, can you believe that bastard went over there and did that, um, but Vince, you know, I think Vince realizes um, there are, you know, ways for him to benefit off of this. So, you know, as long as Jericho doesn't come back, you know, lesser of a performer or injured or anything, I think he's okay with it. Jeremy says, what do you think about the decision not to put on Naito, even though he's red hot right now?
0: I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I was surprised it didn't, didn't put the trigger. Um, now, I mean, granted, it's New, it's, it's, it's New Japan. Um, the top guys stay top guys because wins and losses matter, um, and, they, and they and they book guys to be stars. And he's going to be a guy that's always going to be booked strongly, even if he does lose to one guy. Uh, I think this is a thing where, like, this is going to be something that happens down the line, as opposed to well, it, it's never going to happen. So I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too. If, like you're and Naito thinking like, "What the fuck?" I don't think you're going to be like too upset for too long, right? And like, this ain't going to be a situation where like he, I think Naito will be champion within the next six months. That's how I feel. I could be wrong, but that's what I, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah, um, I think that Naito. Uh, it's really unfortunate for that dude, and I've heard people make the point that the story wasn't him actually winning the title. From Okada in the Tokyo Dome, but the fact of just getting to the main event uh itself, because it was taken away from him before. And now that he has that monkey off his back, whatever, that's I feel like that's something folks are just kind of telling themselves. Um
0: uh, you know that sounds like to me? Yeah, what? That sounds like if, if uh CM Punk actually had in fact uh been in a triple threat at WrestleMania thirty uh twenty nine and been like, yeah, you know, all I want to do was the main event. That's all I ever wanted. Or whatever, I was like Okay, sure. Sounds good. I don't believe you. You need more people.
1: Also, um, that would be like CM Punk trying to tell his friends that it was a good idea for Triple H to come out of retirement and beat him and then go back into retirement. Yeah. um, Who do you think will take the intercontinent? Switching to a little bit of WWE talk, we got some questions here. Uh, What do you think, or who do you think will take the IC belt off of Roman before WrestleMania? Vacant. Vacant.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that, bro, like, the second he won, the, the second he beat Miz for the IC title, the first thing I said, I mean, the first thing I said to anybody I can remember was, this man, this is going to be WrestleMania six, Champion versus, look, champion versus champion, and they're going to pretend, and they're gonna pretend that, uh, that Roman Reigns is over world, as the Ultimate Warrior was in, in 1990, and then let's like, go ahead with it, and then, like, and then make a the new guy, and then he'll vacate the belt because of no point in having double title matches. And they'll they'll have a tournament from there, and the Miz will probably win it back. Oh my God! That's, who, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh like, my I'm, not, God. Like, like, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. I, Miz is going to win it back after all this, like I, I'm five months
1: you. from now. I'm with you. Uh, I, I could definitely see them doing that. Uh, you know, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time against. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and this is and, and like this is the thing that bothers me. Or this is why like um, me and you had got into it, it a couple of weeks back about like arguing over whether the Miz was um or the Miz was the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And then the crux of it was, well, he's a man of my, my 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 reason is, like, no, he's not. He's a geek with a belt. And the thing is, like, and this is this is like a thing that's happened over the last 20, 30 years. No, yeah. No, like 25 years. The Intercontinental title went from being um, only, like, I'm trying to think. Like from when, when you start from it, Mick Bully won the title, right? Because they started hot shot. They started moving the, 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 the WWE Championship, WWE Championship around like a hot potato. Um, started in '98, '99 ish. So, right. the belt started, the company started with the belt at '63, and then they only had like two dozen champions. They only had like 20, 20, 20 to 24 champions. Like, over thirty years, and then you, they, you know, then they basically like start passing the belt around because at that point the belt was protected, so they felt like they could make a guy by putting the belt on somebody. But after you do that for so long, the belt stops making people because they will be like, "Oh, you're just a guy." Um, and a part of that was if, if you couldn't, if you weren't good enough to win the WWE championship, if you were Roddy Piper or Bret Hart or earlier, or Steamboat or Savage in early, early in their careers. They gave you the intercontinental belt and you literally would be on house shows main eventing um, on the other side of the country from Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like the Honky Tonk Man, for example, or Warrior, for example. Now they get, because we have, because we have twice as many belts in um, the brand split or whatever else. And also the fact they don't protect their mid card title because they don't give a shit. Or the secondary title because they don't give a shit. Like, just because you win the title in this era a bunch of times, I don't. I'm not really buying it as you were really like that big a deal. Even even like when you get to like the mid 90s, when they, they, the belt that didn't mean you were like the number two guy uh, in the company. Like those guys were still guys that were going to become champion in the next in like at about five years time. Like guy, those guys were eventually going to become the WWF champion. Whether it was Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels or Razor Ramon, but Razor Ramon left the WCW. Like. That's not really the case now. That's just a thing they just give you. Like, how many times has like Kofi been a U.S. champion or Intercontinental champion?
1: Yeah, he um he had a, the reigns before. I want to say like twenty twelve though.
0: Yeah, but like they still were they still didn't give a shit about the belts even then. Like you can look at WrestleMania cards and see like car knows how those belts not defended on on those on those shows and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so like for me maybe they can find somebody they can get it to and try to, like, make it matter more. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Miz does a great job with it, but the thing is Miz does a great job with it, not because he's an incredible title. Miz does a great job with it because he doesn't, like, it. I don't think the Miz things work if he doesn't have something to stick in people's faces and, and as he as he's saying, like, you see this? There's a brand of excellence, and I'm better than you, even though people know, like, dude, you're not that good of a wrestler, and it, it burns people, it makes people hate him, and also a punchable face. So, like, I think that's the reason. Like Miz needs that belt more than anybody to make his whole thing work.
1: He's defined this belt this decade. Like he's he's what Razor Ramon was to the nineties. He's what you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, he is.
0: Were we really going over whether or not Miz is the man of enter over again? Were we we're doing this again.
1: Bro. He's what? not a main eventer. Bro, Miss Slander not. will not be tolerated. <laughs> he may have been at WrestleMania. I like <laughs> but
0: the thing is miss ultimately, at the end of the day, Miss is a geek and everyone knows it. People like him in spite of the fact that he is a geek, but he's still a geek. bro. And, and, a, lot is, and, oh, and a lot of this isn't because of, of him necessarily as much as it is the, co- the company has shitted on him for years. And you can't just remove all that shit and it's all good. People remember, that's like some people, most people, some people, accept to the rule that WWE can bury you and fifty-fifty book you and book you at the bottom of a card, and then you can come back and survive. Most instances, you end up like Dolph Ziggler. It's an, it's an achievement that he's, that he's as relevant and, and done as much stuff as he has over the last um, year and a half, two years. So, that, but do the to his that greatness? he's still ultimately, in the, the day, is a geek. If he's in the ring with Samoa Joe, he's gonna die
1: look doesn't that speak he, he to his did. greatness though like like he 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 weighs through the 50 feet or the the, the what what was the line from shawshank the uh the yeah uh, the 500 yards of, uh, of shit feeling,
0: uh, shit smelling smell Yeah, uh, sorry shit uh, smelling foulness yes.
1: yes the 500 yards of shit smelling foulness miz weighs through every single time to show back up and do him and Bro, he's the man. Right,
0: but he doesn't draw. So what are we talking about no here? No one
1: draws. Roman Reigns doesn't draw. Come on, man.
0: No, 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 no. He draws. He just doesn't draw because he doesn't draw compared to John Cena.
1: Bruh. Roman Reigns out here wrestling in AJ- the half empty arenas right now. No one's a draw right, right now. WWE's the draw.
0: Okay. Okay. Alright. So so if Miz so if men's were to go independent, or AJ Styles, or Roman Reigns. You think people gonna line up to go see uh Miz, or you think they gonna up to go see AJ Styles or Roman Reigns?
1: Well, I think they would go see AJ oh, Styles okay. once. I X. think I think they would go see AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, I'm not too sure. I don't know what, how that works what, what, outside of the WWE. What else,
0: what else we want what else y'all want to talk about? What is what else are they talking about?
1: Anyway, Miz is a Hall of Famer. Miz is, is a top-level star and didn't, Miz Lane will didn't not be tolerated. The Hall of Famer
0: part. Just said that he's a geek. A geek cuz he is. <laughs>
1: look let's see what else we got on this list Dion Murphy he says also do you think WWE will bring back the king of the ring and also make a queen of the ring I think it should be a cross brand tournament I think they have a lot on their plate right now I don't think king of the ring is um is going to work because I think Vince McMahon hates tournaments um, <laughs> like on the main roster because then it forces him into you know doing stuff the right way but yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a Queen of the Ring tournament wouldn't be such a bad thing, but I mean, we did just have the May Young Classic.
0: Um, if I, if I remember correctly, I think the reason why they why they stopped King of the Ring because it didn't sell, it didn't like sell well. Like after all those years, it never it never actually performed as well as like we remember it doing well. Um, so I think there's there's that to it, and also the fact that like if you do King of the Ring, most the years it has to be a heel, has to be. Um, so, when you throw in the fact that like Money in the Bank is kind of in, as, as a plant, as took over that that time slot um, before SummerSlam, and that it's actually a popular event, and it's so popular that people feel like it should be a should consider the top five over even Survivor Series. You know, a lot of years they weren't even doing much with Survivor Series. That actually Series. is how it's like,
1: going to be this year.
0: Yeah, like I think it kind of serves the same purpose because like most winners, uh, most effective winners for Money in the Bank have to be healed because they have to be jackass that'll come in and, and 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 steal a title opportunity from you so or cash in a title opportunity on a on a um vulnerable champion so like that kind of fits in line with what king of the ring kind of was where it's like you're a heel and eventually you're gonna get a title shot
1: yeah man um, but i
0: have to call somebody a king for like the rest of their careers
1: yeah that that king gimmick stuff like is just nauseating uh after a while um Kyle says, "If Raw goes back to two hours, what structural structural changes should they make to the show slash rosters?" Well, I can tell you oh, one can thing. Can I go? Huh?
0: Can I go? Sure. Do you want to go first? I? I, you got. What, you, what you wanna do you want
1: to do? I was gonna say you just have to fire a bunch of people, but go ahead, James.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, this is a this is an audio medium, so y'all can't really see what I'm doing, but Rich can see it, Bruh, You know what? You know the first thing they need to do. Uh, the Cruiserweights 205 two or five line needs to get the fuck out of here. Like, you guys can that way. Yeah, yeah, that way.
1: Yeah, get the look, fuck out of here.
0: Yeah. They look they gone, um, let's see. They have they got the redraft and then it even out the rosters, uh, to actually move some guys to uh some Smackdown. guys and some women to SmackDown. Um, yeah. Like so we actually have actual balance and real, you know, brand balance. So yeah, that will happen. Yeah, like that's what those would be the structural changes. Like, I mean, yeah, that would be it. Like, get rid of cruiserweights, and then cut down the, cut down the rosters. Get rid of cruiserweights, even out uh, the the difference in talent between the talent discrepancy between SmackDown and Raw. Yeah,
1: yeah, dudes getting fired. Uh, looks like we got to one of those questions oh, earlier. Also,
0: also, get rid of the overrun. No need for it. <laughs>
1: that, they've had that for like as long as I remember i know um
0: and then i remember i uh, want to say a couple like a month or two ago or maybe yeah like somebody we were talking about i had why don't you, why the hell do they always have to have over overrun it makes no sense and then somebody said to me well you know I'm supposed to goose the rating for the next show coming in i was like um for the network or whatever because it makes the number look good okay so why not go to four hours then that's what i said is like if you if that's what your concern is, to go to four hours or five hours a all because you're just trying to dominate the whole entire prime time block. If it's that big of a deal, like if, if not, then like how about you like you know lower this and let us have a, a better a better quality show?
1: Yeah, man. So the uh, the last question, I think we got to Brian's uh, question uh, a little bit earlier. Basically, he said, if Roman um, won't enter and win the Royal Rumble, how does he get to Mania with Brock? Uh, either the last of all to fall in a title match in the chamber or the winner of a number one contenders match in the chamber. I think you could go with that. Uh, but either way, title versus title uh, is probably um, how it's going to go down. Uh, I, I think James told me on that. Uh, Simon will uh, will be answering the last question for Simon today He says, the best and worst outcomes For both Royal Rumble matches Man I <sighs> I'll start. Uh, so for the women, my, my worst case uh, outcome would be Ronda Rousey coming in and winning the Royal Rumble, and WWE completely whoring themselves out for her uh, in in spite of all the women that are there um, that doing this, you know, thing, and especially like someone that they already have, like Shayna Baszler, who I think, you know. It, is where it's at and you can mm-hmm. use Ronda somewhere else and you don't have to make your whole roster bow down like the West side connection, um, to her. Um, <laughs> and then like the worst outcome for me, like in the men's, I think you kind of have to go with John Cena, don't you?
0: I mean, uh, like the worst question, uh, okay. Roman so Reigns I, can't one of think, those two. I can't think, of,
1: Huh? It's, it's either John Cena or Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, that's what the next one like Roman Reigns is a worse idea than John Cena. Um for the women or worst case scenario for the women. Jeez. Uh Mandy Sachs.
1: Okay, worse than Dana Brooke.
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. Hey, look, at least that, Mandy okay. Sachs is an absolution.
0: No, but Manny Sachs is like, oh, you look kind of, sort of, like Trish Stratus, so Trish Stratus in her prime, so, like, we'll put you out here to, like, be Trish Stratus all over again, except, like, maybe you do become a good worker, maybe you don't, we don't know, but right now you're not good.
1: So they basically roam a You have
0: going for you except for you, you're standing around Paige.
1: Yeah, so they roam a
0: well, Roman Reigns did a little bit more than Manny Sacks. A little more, a lot more than uh, than Manny Sacks ever did uh, before his push. Oh. Like, we, like, like, come on now. You gotta admit, like, Roman Reigns was pretty was, was a pretty entertaining guy in the Shield. Like, the Shield was a pretty good act. Like, let's not let's not like just treat like yeah, you know.
1: All right, what about like, the
0: South last? King what about carrying Roman Reigns what? and then like Roman Reigns had literally nothing going for him and then they made a champion. Like, it's not like he was Jason Jordan.
1: Alright, what about the last- had nothing
0: going for
1: him. What about the last six months uh of two thousand fourteen? When when they were when they were like digging that man into a deeper hole every week uh, without even knowing it.
0: Well, that's their fault. Like they shouldn't they should have when he was hurt for the hernia, should've come off TV, they shouldn't have been doing be uh satellite conference link ups, there were progress reports, like like we care like as if we actually gave a fuck that much about about Roman Reigns. Um, they shouldn't have had him They shouldn't have had him come out there and, and. I mean, this is on Roman, but they shouldn't have had Roman go out there in the glare for the Rumble like he did. Damn. Um, and they should have put Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble. Like all that always comes back to you. Idiots should have never put Royal, uh, Daniel Bryan in the Rumble without without like with no plans to actually him actually winning. That was a mistake.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Like I, I think that Roman would have. I think Roman would have had a lukewarm reception at WrestleMania for going into WrestleMania Thirty One. But I do not think he would have gotten shitted on the way he did if, Rumble, if Daniel Bryan was in that Royal Rumble. And then a later, also, like, made to beat him while getting outperformed um, in the feud. Then, um, what's
1: our best-case scenarios?
0: Samoa Joe wins the Rumble. LeBron. From the women's perspective, I mean, if Oscar's not going to be in the, women, uh, to win the women's title at Royal Rumble, then she should win the Rumble.
1: Yeah, um, I'm with you on the Oscar
0: thing. Uh, so, what do you think would be the better option between uh, between Joe or Struman? I would
1: probably go with uh, with Joe because you can do more with him, like as far as the talking, but. Um I'm leaning towards Nakamura. It, it, that's I don't think anything will get people more excited than seeing, you know, Nakamura get essentially what everyone thought was coming to him, which would be the big, you know, push towards the WWE championship towards AJ Styles. Uh, I, I still think that's the most exciting thing WWE can do to uh, make people feel like, Hey, they actually care this year in the Royal rumble way to go.
0: Okay. So I have a question. Do the people that might like, not do. So do the people that like have never seen him on NXT, do they have any idea what Nakamura can do?
1: Hell, if you never like, bro, NXT wasn't even the best Nakamura.
0: I know that. My my, my point is like the NXT Except Nakamura is still, good to, is still good enough to where you know, like, oh yeah, that guy is one of the still that guy's one of the best workers in the company if they actually let him do stuff. But like, if you never seen that, you think he's just a guy. And a the, the Japanese guy, booked, but just
1: a guy. Yeah, the the way they booked him, they'd be like, Yeah, this dude has a really cool entrance. They don't let him like wrestle every week on TV. Um they've made him <laughs> he's he's not really had any great pay-per-view matches. Uh, you know, he's had to wrestle Baron Corbin and <laughs> Jinder Mahal.
0: Uh, um, Bob Ziegler, when Bob Ziegler's there putting a slapping on and Yes, stuff. yes.
1: Yeah. So um, I, I think they have a lot to prove with uh, with Nakamura still, and, and seeing the the reception to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, I think this is the perfect time to answer that with Nakamura. Now that you have one of those guys.
0: Okay, another question. Um, given that. Vince thought that 10 weeks of TV time wasn't good enough to rehabilitate uh, <laughs> ben, or, uh, sorry, uh, Finn Balor for the main event um, title match at, at Royal Rumble. Do you think that Vince would look at Nakamura and then think, yeah, I can get that dude over in, what would that be, like uh, 10, 11, 12 weeks? You think for WrestleMania title match? Do you think he believed that too?
1: I think. The fact that he's on SmackDown would probably help him in this situation because I feel like Vince only cares about Raw. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think you know. If, if they can go ahead and convince themselves to put the WWE title on Jinder Mahal in six weeks, I feel like they can convince themselves to do anything. Uh, it's just that's true. It's just when when the uh, you know the inconsistency comes in, like yeah, you, so you can't get Finn Balor over in ten weeks to lose a big match, but <laughs> yeah. you know I don't know, bro, but. Yeah that, that that's pretty much uh that's pretty much it uh, for for uh, everything here uh what did you guys think of Wrestle Kingdom twelve let us know uh make sure you guys subscribe to the Social Suplex Podcast Network make sure you guys also check out One Nation Wrestling or One Nation Sports you can type that in I'm not sure like how it's listed but that's like a short form like uh, three to five minute podcast that um I'm, I just started on the Anchor uh you know FM. Channel. If you have a smartphone, like everyone and their mother, download the Anchor app. Find me on there, Rich Latta, and you can get all these uh, these you know updates that I drop throughout the week and um, everything like that make sure you check out the one nation wrestling YouTube channel and check out all the other shows on the social suplex podcast network, the Ricky and Clive show. And also, um, I'm sure these guys are going to have a great show prepared, um, is, uh, keeping it strong style. And they'll have that full wrestle kingdom 12 review in a little bit more depth than we did. And then the SMC podcast should be returning, um, sometime <clears throat> this week. But, um, yeah, James, you got anything to add before we get up out of here?
0: Oh yeah. Since you mentioned, uh, keeping the strong style and Jeremy and Josh, uh, yeah, man, so, like, y'all was planning on watching New Japan on Thursday and whatever, and then y'all didn't even, like, let me know about it after, like, we had plans to watch it later and later in, uh, in the week, you right. just going like, so, put so, the screws
1: so, to me. So, so Jan's about to blindside me on air, right? So, <laughs> the whole deal was, like, Josh had asked me if I wanted to watch it. I was like, uh, alright, I'll think about it. You know, I might do that, but I didn't ever confirm you know, like whether I was going to do that or not, and then I didn't even end up going.
0: Gotcha. So, you, so you was, so basically, like, you were like Hamlet thinking, like, should I screw over James or should I not? And meanwhile, <laughs> the other, meanwhile, and, and I he and he call like, you. Yeah, fuck James. Yeah, screw that guy. We put the knife right in the back. You were <laughs> like, you were, you had a knife in your hand, and you were sitting there looking like. Well, like scratch while looking at it while contemplating, like, hmm, I wonder if I should
1: or not. Okay, okay, yeah, man. And also, uh, I got I got music up on iTunes and Apple Music. You guys can go find it. You just type in Rich Ladder, you'll see it pop up. Um, Family Music Life is due to hit uh, all streaming services within the next couple days, so um, stream that, buy that, you know, however you want to do. Uh, Support your boy. I'm trying to quit my job and uh, (laughs) everything like that. And, uh, yeah, um, that's going to be it. Peace.
0: Later